Okay. I was just saying I, I want to express my gratitude and appreciation for this opportunity. I don't take any opportunity lightly, and uh, I know there's a hundred other athletes out there. So, you know, to be considered to be a part of this is uh, – I'm, I'm grateful, and um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome, man. So, uh, a lot of athletes, as uh, a lot of y'all uh, competing against each other, uh, I think that the biggest one y'all have is the one coming up with you now. Which one is that you got coming up that uh, you're competing in? Is it real soon? Um, is that, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the Mr. America 2021, and it's in about two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know, we'll talk later about it, but I know you asked about the cover, so we'll, we'll talk about it after, after the um, interview. One of the staff members said you have to buy the cover. So we'll, we'll talk I, I about that. Yes, All right. We'll talk about that soon we finish the interview. So uh, let's go ahead and start the interview. All right, the first question, where are you from, and how did you get started being a men's physique competitor? All right. So um, I'm from, well, let me just say it in a different way. I hail from the great city of Columbia in South Carolina. And um, I began my journey um, competing as a men's physique competitor in Georgia. However, I was uh, introduced to the sport by a complete stranger when I was stationed in Missouri. So, um, you know, just to make a long story short, I was working on in the gym like a regular day, and um, I was actually doing legs that day, I remember. And some guy, I don't know who he is or how he looks, I don't know his name or anything, but he asked if I was a, um, if I competed and I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought he meant like, was I a power lifter or something? So he explained to me, you know, do you do bodybuilder and things like that? And I was like, I have no idea. I didn't know that was something that existed. So uh, he told me to Google it because he thought that I have potential and I would do well at it. I went home, Googled it. I'm like, okay, those guys have a six pack. I have a six pack. I guess I can do it. So, um, during that time, I was preparing to move to Georgia to my next assignment, and I uh, found a coach on Facebook, and the rest is history. So based off of one guy's recommendation, um, a complete stranger to this day is how I got started. Okay. Nice. Now, are you still in the military? I am. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, now, uh, second question. Um I see that you're in the army. You were, you are in the army, because you just told me you're, not, you're still in the military. So you are in the army. So uh, being a soldier to an athlete, do you feel that that's helping you in the long run for discipline and being focused on being a pro athlete? Um. So I honestly feel uh, I, I I grew up in a you know um, traditional southern you know church going home. So discipline was instilled from day one. Um, but in some regards, yes, as far as the military uh, and being an adult, right, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I can choose to give up on things and or I can choose to go forward with things or what have you. But since being in the military, you know, I've been taught to push through things. So when I think of discipline, there's a discipline you receive as a kid where you're told to follow instructions, obey, do things this way, that way, whatever. And then you become an adult and you make a choice whether or not you want to do things or, you know, remain dedicated to something. So I do think the military has some crossover benefits into me competing as an athlete where um, 
it kind of built up that resilience, um, kind of built up my confidence, you know, with different obstacle courses that we have to navigate in the military. Um, so a few things that I've encountered over my military career um, do have the crossover effect into the uh, competition world. Like I said, they're just pushing through, you know, challenges, obstacles, injuries, perhaps, uh, maybe that fear of getting on stage, uh, pushing through that, you know, remaining committed, um, discipline as in setting a regiment for yourself and following it. You know, the Army is very structured. So um, I do think the Army has some crossover benefits into the competition world. Okay. I guess that'd be for another interview, asking more, more questions about the – I used to be in the military, too, so I'll ask more questions about that in the future being an athlete in the military. NPC show. Um, I'm actually going to do that next week, so we start peak week tomorrow. Um, just to kind of hit the stage before Mr. America, you know, I need to shake some of the cobwebs off and, you know, kind of, you know, be relaxed going into Mr. America. So I have uh, this NPC show I'm going to try, and of course the Mr. America is what I've been training for for the past year. Um, I'm considering doing WMBF Worlds, and far as that is concerned, um, that, that may be the end of the season. Uh, my coach and I haven't discussed anything beyond these, those three shows. Um, on average, I guess I do about four, four to five shows. I try to get them as close as possible to each other, you know, kind of reach that, uh, peak physique and kind of knock the shows out, you know, within weeks of each other. So about four to five shows. And, um, for next year, I was actually considering taking a break, but I uh, was uh, introduced to, you know, the NGA down there in Florida. So <laughs> I uh, committed to doing that show. And as of now, that is the only show I have planned for next year. Um, but who knows, right? Um, but, yeah, so next year, just, just that show is what I'm, I'm looking towards. Oh, which show is that? Which one is that you doing next year? I think it was the Florida uh, Florida Pro Classic. I, I think I would have to go back and look at the exact name of it. Um, yeah, I, I can. I, 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 the, the Florida State Pro. It may be. Yeah, that may be. Yeah. It, it, it has like an orange man on it. The orange man. Like a little orange man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I might see you there then. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, now, uh, yeah, with the orange man on it. Yeah. Yeah. The Florida Pro Championship. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a nice Florida State okay. match, yeah. Okay. So, um, we see that you have quite a few elite pro athletes. Uh, they are looking at to compete against you. Now, I'm coming shows like in, in the Miss America, it's name one. You also just finished doing a show recently, I think you won. Um, I saw a picture of it, which is quite, I also want to say congratulations. Thank you. Uh, did you do it? You're welcome. Do you do anything different as far as training on each show? Um, so I try to I, I try to stick to, you know, what works, right? If, it, if it's not broken, why fix it? 
Um, so I try to I try to you know stick to what has been working. Um, however, there are some things that I, I may change, right? Depending on how the body's responding to training. So uh, I may increase cardio here. I may decrease or change up the macros a little bit. Um, I don't think I do anything drastic, but preparing for Mr. America this year, um, I mean, I'm not sure if you're aware, you're probably not. I actually just been reassigned to Maryland. Um, I was stationed in El Paso, Texas, and I was just reassigned to Maryland and I got to Maryland here in August. So maybe six weeks ago is when I arrived here in Maryland. And um, I think the stress of moving, trying to get into a new job, I didn't take any breaks between, you know, one duty station to the next. I drove across country and went to work, you know, two days later. So I think that probably wasn't the best move, as in uh, I don't think my body was responding to training. So um, I wasn't able to lose weight um, and a few different things. So I've changed this prep up a little bit, which um, I dieted a lot harder than I ever had to in the past. And I'm doing way more cardio. So we'll see how that turns out. But I'm starting to see a uh, break in, you know, body fat and the actual numbers on the scale. And I'm starting to see some physique changes. So um, unfortunately, you know, military and the, you know, duty calls, I have to do what they say when they say. It just happens to be bad timing. Now, I, I see like a lot of your pictures that you're, you're always, it's like you lean almost all the time. Are you always lean like that? Or, or do you ever bulk up and put size on you, then lean down again? Or or you just stay like, like you see your six-pack and all that shows, you stay like that all year round? Uh, I try to stay um, lean year round. I have not really done much of a bulk where, you know, I've tried to gain massive amounts of, you know, muscle mastering thing. But there are periods throughout the year where I will relax on the training and relax on my diet. So um, it's just me trying to maintain that balance in life. But for the most part, um, I like I like having my six pack and um, I like being able to take my shirt off and uh, <laughs> I try to stay I try to stay lean. <laughs> okay, now what is the peak week like with you? What's your peak week like? So peak your, week, your diet and your, your exercise, like how, how the mouse follow you through your peak week, what is it like? Um, so peak week is, you know, I we don't do anything special, anything um, drastic. Uh, we kind of stick to what's been working. Um, but we do increase water intake, right? I think that's pretty common for most athletes. Um, we increase it at the beginning of the peak week, and then obviously we, you know, decrease it as we get closer to show day. Um, I, I notice I do more full body workouts versus, um, just, you know, a major muscle, uh, group for that day. So I'll probably have about three days of full body workouts. Um, and then for me, mostly, um, it's a lot of posing. I try to pose as much as I possibly can. And I think that really helps me with my anxiety. Not, I'm, I'm not diagnosing myself, but I, I think it kind of, you know, helps me with, uh, you know, feelings of nervousness and anxiety um, in preparation for the show. So that is probably one thing that I do a lot of during peak week is posing like, you know, almost 
an hour a day um, throughout the day, right? So some in the morning, some in the afternoon, while I'm at the gym, some when I'm home in the living room and whatnot. And, um, you know, I, I like to say I try to get more rest, but I don't think I do. <laughs> but the goal is to get more rest. Um, but, yeah, as far as macros and everything else, um, they, they, we kind of keep things the same. Uh, ideally, or in theory, we try to be prepared for the show a few weeks ahead. So we try not to change anything up as we approach the actual show day. Okay. Now, what is your weekly workout routine? Um, so, um, I, I don't think it would be anything special either. You know, I have a chest day. Um, I don't really think I do like a push pull or anything like, you know, very structured like that, you know, just chest on one day, um, maybe, you know, shoulders, arms on another day back one day, legs one day, and like a cardio day, you know, to kind of give the other body parts a chance to recover. But um, this is just very, very simple, you know, just kind of hit every major muscle group at least once per week. Um, and on my free time, I, I, I do cardio every day. That's more so for my Army career to make sure I'm able to pass an Army physical fitness test or make sure that if I'm called to, you know, or if we have to do any kind of running formation, I have the cardiovascular strength and the endurance to make it and not fall out and be embarrassed. So I personally do cardio every day. But as far as the strength training, you just hit one major muscle group per day. Okay. Now tell us how you get the name Dangerous Jay. Dangerous Jay. It actually started in high school. Um, so my name is Johnny Dawson, JD. And uh, as a freshman, I uh, went out for the track team, and, um, you know, I, I think I, I was I was pretty decent as a freshman, you know, and um, I had my very first race, and I didn't know how to start out the blocks. Um, I was a sprinter, and I was doing a 100, and I didn't know how to use the blocks. Um, it was just, I don't know how I didn't practice that, but I didn't know how to use the blocks. So anyhow, um, there I am, and I compete, and... Um, when they did the total scores, I placed ninth out of everyone who competed in the 100-meter dash, and only the top eight go to the finals. So my coach was impressed, like, wow, this is a guy who don't know how to come out the block and has this much speed. You know, he's a little freshman, little 14-year-old kid, and he can run like this. He's going to be dangerous once he learns how to run. So ever since then, it was like, oh, he's Dangerous Jay. So my high school track coach gave me the name Dangerous Jay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't go to the Olympics, but I went to the World Championship in bodybuilding, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, what was your hardest obstacle you had to overcome as an athlete, whether you were an amateur at the time or you was a pro? Um, I could, the hardest one, um, the hardest one, I think for me is uh, feeling – that I, an injustice was served or I was wrong um, in placing. So feeling that I should have won first and gotten second when the, you know, the competition, you just it was clear cut who the winner was. So I feel like trying to remain professional, 
trying not to, you know, uh, feel hopeless, um, not being upset and angry with, you know, the promoters and the judges and, you know, trying to get back on track. Because it's hard taking a loss when you know that you were the best competitor out there. Um, and I think just trying to stay motivated after that, uh, after a, a, a loss, I mean, it's not a loss, it's a second place, but trying to stay motivated after placing second to someone who you know you just outright beat. Yeah. Um, yeah. That can be kind of that can that can be a blow to the ego a little bit. So now, so now let's open up another question. So this is not this is not on the paper. This is not the one that sent you. So that opened it like another another worm. So for inspiration to somebody's an amateur, okay? Because you probably see behind stage that some people might a lot a lot of athletes, all athletes who most athletes. Most all athletes who compete work hard, uh, and that's why they're there. Um, they, they train a lot of hours, posing, um, uh, training to get their, make sure they, they're right, everything's right. And they might fall a little short, or, or if, like, like, for example, like you said, they might have said they, they, they placed first, and maybe they did place first, but they ended up getting third or fourth, or, or maybe fifth, and, you know what I'm saying? So they might be, it's that first show, so they might be, they might be intimidated, you know what I'm saying? Like, feel down, like, like they don't want to do any more shows. So, what inspiration or motivation would you give them if for somebody like a, who's an athlete who's, who's been through there, and you know what I'm saying from your experience, what, what would you give them to motivate them to keep going or to, or to keep trying, even though they feel they should have made first or, or second and they didn't make first and they deserved it and it's clear cut they should have made it. What advice would you give? Um, the advice that I would give anyone is remember why you're doing it. You know what was it that drove you to do this in the first place? And if you can hold on to that, use that as the motivation to move forward, you know, use that as the motivation in the gym for the next show. Um, and just kind of keep that passion alive, you know, keep that flame burning. If you're doing it for whatever reason, whether it's a lifestyle change and you need it, the competition to kind of, you know, accelerate that. If you're doing it, um, as a bucket list, whatever it is, you know, whatever that passion was that drove you to do it in the first place, remember that. Remember why you started on this journey and just kind of focus on that and use that to drive you. Nice, nice. So now, we saw the, the CBS sports video. Uh, tell us about what was your journey, Miss America, like in 2021? And give us a rundown of your training, the intensity of the training to prepare for Miss America and the feeling of after all that hard work and you won the title. All right. So the CBS video that's um, on national television right now is from 2020. So um, okay. the 2021 um, filming have not um, been edited and released yet. Uh, okay. With that also being said, I'm in contract with them, so I'm very limited on what I can share just due okay. to the contracts. But as far as 2020, uh, that was the year of the COVID. And that was a challenging year for all of us. Um, you know, people who compete and those who don't, um, those who just try to stay healthy and stay in the gym as a release. It was, it was very challenging. So I was in Texas at the time and uh, COVID hit us a lot later in the year. Um, so I actually was able to prepare or I was able to go to the gym 
a little bit longer than some athletes were. Um, however, when COVID did hit and things shut down, um, one of the things I had to do, or one of the things I did was, you know, buy gym equipment. So I kind of started early buying gym equipment when I saw things happening here on the East Coast. Um, I started early buying gym equipment, so I was able to get a squat rack. I was able to get a bench press. I was able to get dumbbells, and I was able to get a lot of equipment. So um, that took me through, you know, the COVID when the gyms were, was most places weren't open. Um, I was able to work out in the garage, and it was pretty cool because it kind of had that old school grit feel. You know, it's hot in Texas. It's like 100 degrees in the summer. Um, I'm in a garage with no air conditioning, and I'm trying to work my butt off. But also, being in the military, we had certain restrictions and um, that were, you know, general orders. So I didn't want to violate any of those. Um, so when I would do cardio, I would try to go to a public park in the morning or in the late afternoon when there weren't, you know, large mass of people there. Um, what else? Oh, well, I guess I can share this. Unfortunately, I didn't realize our guidance has changed or did not change. So the state of Texas reopened during COVID. However, the military installation protocol still staying in place. I actually went to the gym unaware that the policy didn't change. And I actually was uh, reprimanded for that. So that was uh, a challenging time. And I had to really work through that. It, it really escalated all the way up the chain of command. So that kind of sucked. But um, buying food, there, there really wasn't a shortage of food, so I was able to stick to my meal plan pretty good. Um, I actually had to go to work still, so not much changed as far as that. Um, the only thing that was really different was training in a gym. I mean, training in the garage versus in the gym. So I had to become creative with exercises. I really had to, you know, increase reps because I only had one set of plates for, you know, 45, 35, something such. So I had to become very creative with different exercises and increased amount of reps. Um, I was not an expert on band resistant exercises. I am now because of that. And, uh, you know, it, it was mentally, it was also kind of hard because as we were trying to navigate COVID as a, you know, a world um, within the competition or competing community, you know, shows being counseled left and right. It's like, oh, my gosh, what am I working so hard for? You know, I have my eyes set on a show. We're two weeks, you know, out from the show. And all of a sudden, oh, sorry, it's canceled. So, like, it was just blow after blow. So I think the Mr. America was the actual first show I did last year. I can't remember. I'm not exactly sure. But I think it was the first show. So, you know, not having stepped on the stage prior to that, um, going to the Mr. America um, and all this prestige, I was nervous, like, oh, man, am I ready for this? Who's going to be there? I know if I've been waiting all year for it, I feel like everyone's been waiting all year for it. But, you know, different states, different protocols affected people differently. A lot of people gave up. That's not me. I hung in there, and um, I'm thankful I did because here I am today. Nice, nice. Now, I see in your pictures you got some serious ass, man. I mean, what, what's your workout secret? Do you, you ha do you uh, work out on them every day, or I mean, oh. is this your genes? What, what, what's going on there? <laughs> Genetics, honestly. Um, but no. So um, honestly, I, I I've had a six pack since I was a, a little kid, like you know, ten years old. Like 
in middle school, I had a solid six pack. So, um, and you'll be, you know, it's interesting to know I can barely pass sit ups on an army PT test. That is the one area where I struggle the most. I've actually failed an army PT test because I could not do enough sit ups, which is really weird. But no, no, I don't work on abs daily, not at all. Um, in fact, I may do it twice a week, and I'm doing like maybe two to three sets of 20 sit-ups. So nothing, nothing extreme at all. Um, but I mean, I guess the exercise of choice that I do is the cable pull-down, like the ab cable pull-down, where you get like a little cable and you know get the ropes and do the ab crunches. Um, yeah. I do that, but I actually hate doing ab exercises. I love having abs, but I hate doing ab exercises. Like, it's crazy. Like, I can barely do a sit-up. I start cramping after, like, 15 sit-ups, or I feel pain. Uh, I, I thought I was the only one that cramps to do a sit-up. Do sit so when I do the ab work, I'm like, man, it's cramping. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's so funny because people don't understand. Like, how can you not do a sit-up? And they can see me struggling to try to do a sit-up. And, like, we don't get it. You have a six-pack, and you can't even do a sit-up. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now, tell us on your, on your Instagram page, uh, what, is, what does 1906 mean? And also, what does the Ace Club mean? All right. So, 1906. <laughs> um, I am a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated is the first intercollegiate black Greek fraternity. So um, I am in the company of, you know, greats such as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and a lot of other, you know, prominent um, black Americans. So uh, we were founded in 1906, December 4th, 1906. And uh, it's kind of like my way of communicating to other people, other alphas, you know, hey, I'm an alpha. If you know what 1906 is, then you know what 1906 is. You know what it means. Um, so that's what it represents. It just represents, uh, or it just, you know, um, says that I'm an alpha, or I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Um, and the Ace Club is, uh, it also tells um, members of Alpha Phi Alpha, or maybe even other fraternities, that I was number one on the line. I was the first my number, my line number is one. So, um, yeah. So when, when people, you know, if, if you're in a fraternity, more likely if you're in a black fraternity, you know what 1906 is or any other 1911, whatnot. And you also know what Ace Club is because that represents the first, the first one on the line. So um, I kind of like being number one, you know, and everything that I do. So being the ace of the line, kind of falls in place with other areas of my life. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, is Mr. America, is that your Super Bowl show? Like every athlete has their Super Bowl show. Is Mr. Is Mr. America yours, or what's your, what's your Super Bowl show of the year? Um, so, Super Bowl is great. Football is great. But I prefer the Olympics, right? I think it's a world stage. It has the best of the best from everywhere. Super Bowl only got mm-hmm. two teams. So, for me, the Mr. America is the Olympics of bodybuilding. But, yes, it's the Super Bowl. Um, it, is, it, is, it is the one show that uh, I've trained the longest and the hardest for. I've never committed to a show 
a year out. Um, and, you know, 20, 2020 and 2021 has been challenging. And, you know, I'll just share this with you. Um, right after winning the Mr. Uh, Mr. America in 2020, uh, my brother died shortly afterwards. Uh, I think he died maybe a month afterwards. So that was uh, difficult for my mom and I. So uh, we're still working through that. Um, it has, it's only been 10 months now, so still brand new. Um, then, you know, uh, still navigating through COVID, not being able to see families often was kind of hard, right? Uh, coming into 2021, I'm preparing to get my independence license as a uh, licensed clinical social worker for the Army. I'm also moving from Texas to Maryland. Um, there were some other events that took place during that time uh, that just caused uh, caused me to be in a dark place um, mentally, and uh, I think that kind of had some effects on my physical uh, self. Moving, trying to you know get acquainted to a new area, a new state, trying to get settled in, um, unpacked a new job and all that. It's just been a lot of external things going on um, that cause a lot of internal things to happen, right? So granted, I, I had all year to prepare for this show. There's a lot of circumstances outside of my control that really took a toll on me. And then I'm, uh, I feel like now I'm just recovering from it. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to stepping on the stage, but this prep, I know people say this is the hardest prep ever. I can truly say this is the hardest prep that I've ever had to do. I've never had to move. I never had to, you know, go through some of the things I had to go through personally with loss and death in the family. Um, I never had to go through some of the things I had to go through professionally. Um, I, I never really had to question in my future as far as my professional job or anything. So, um, you know, and I also think those are, I think that just makes me a better me, right? I think that um, I'm, I'm more of a representation of what Mr. America is, being that I was able to overcome those obstacles and I'm able to show up on, you know, show day. And I do think I'll be competitive and I'm, um, I'm looking forward to it. Sorry to hear about that, your brother, man. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. Um, okay, so what what goals do you have playing the next five years as an athlete, or as per or your personal goals in the next five years? All right. So personal goals. Um, just moved to Maryland, um, in this DMV area. In the next five years, I I want to one buy a home here, uh, and kind of make my roots in this DMV area. Um, professionally, obviously I want to get promoted to the next rank and, um, I have seven years left before I can retire. So, you know, I'll retire. <laughs> um, those are my professional goals. Uh, pro- as an athlete, um, I guess I can share it with you. I was going to wait to hold this off, but I guess I'll give you the, you know, um, exclusive first. Nice. <laughs> I, I plan on um, I plan on moving up a class to I plan on moving up to physique classic. Nice. So you're the first to know this. I have not shared this with <laughs> anyone else. 
I haven't nice. even shared it with Mr. America or the CBS producers. So no one knows this. <laughs> so I do plan on doing that. Um, I plan on what I would like to do is promote a bodybuilding show um, within the military ranks um, just to kind of get my hand at promoting and then perhaps maybe extend that and, you know, either help promote or do something with a federation as far as promoting a show. Um, Long term, I hope to become a gym owner and have, I don't know, the Dangerous J Classic every year. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I do want to have I do want to have a show in the future, um, you know, like my show that's open to whichever uh, federation or maybe it will be non-sanctioned. So between going up to Physique Classic, um, doing a bodybuilding competition within the Army structures or the Army ranks, and then becoming a gym owner post-retirement, um, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good plan to me. Nice. And as last but not least, what is your victory meal after you win your your competition? Oh. What what do you what do you look forward to eat, eating? Two things, um, if not one, then the other, if not both. Uh, a cheesecake, a slice of cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory, and it has to be salted caramel. That's it. Um, nice. If not that, breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. I can eat breakfast all day, every day. So I personally like um, IHOP, and I love the Waffle House. Waffle House is an all-star breakfast with an extra side of sausage and uh, French toast and grits and um, hash browns. Make sure you put cheese on the grits. And then from <laughs> and then from IHOP, I get the Colorado omelet, and make sure you have, you know, pancakes over there too. So it's either going to be one of those two. Like, I, I don't crave anything else. I've never really been a huge, you know, alcohol person, so I don't ever think about that. Burgers are good. I'll eat a burger because most of the time I can't find a cheesecake or a Waffle House. Um, so I'll eat a burger, but pizza and anything else, no. Get me some breakfast food or a slice of cheesecake and a glass of milk. Nice, nice. <laughs> so now, 